It's time to mind your business with me, Jamila Lodge. Tune in to find out how to mind your business with BEDC, special guest entrepreneurs, industry experts, and more. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Hi, Jamila. Always a pleasure to see you. Yes, yes. Um, so what, what I'd like to do is start by you just telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, sure, this is always the, the question I have probably the hardest time with. Um, so my name is Megan Nesbitt. I'm the president of Abacus, um, which is a local accounting firm, um, a CMA CPA um, with a real passion for working with business owners. And um, I think, you know, one of my joys in life is really being able to simplify complex um, or things that other people think that are complex that to me seems quite simple as far as accounting. Um, I, I speak the language, I think. Yeah, and it is a different language. Trust. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so you're one of those unique people or gifted, I will dare say, um, that understands the language of accounting because so many others do not and have no interest in doing it. So thank God for people like yourself. Yeah, yep. I, I feel the same way about, you know, people who do graphic design or marketing or you know, the people in the information technology world or the plumbers or the, yeah. you know, actually many of my clients, I they, they speak their own language and, and, you know, I can. And thank God for them, right? Thank God for them. <laughs> so how long has Abacus been in existence? Yeah. Oh, what a great question. So at, we were founded in 2007 and actually, so in October, we will be marking our 15th birthday. I know, right? Where does the time oh, that go? That is awesome. <laughs> I know that's a, that's awesome. Yeah. And it Especially, feels like yesterday, like it still feels so fresh and new. Oh, that's because you love what you're doing though, I do right? I do. I do love yep. what I do. Yep. yep. That's what they say. They say when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So I, I can't, I won't claim that I've never worked a day, but <laughs> that is the, that is the road of entrepreneurship. There are the highs and the lows, but it's yeah, very true. It has gone um, by. So that, that brings me to my next question, though. So have you, you obviously, you know, at 15 years, I'm sure, even though you look young, um, I'm sure your career didn't start at Abacus. So um, what has been the difference for you, like working for an organization and then working for yourself? Yeah, um, what a good question. So I was... So I had, um, I worked in a few different areas. So I, I worked for, um, I kind of did some of the local, some random things. I was like the warehouse manager for Canberra Electric, like really random things. I'm like, why on earth was I doing that? But then <laughs> really um, was hired into the kind of the accounting world, which is where my heart always really has been. Um, and kind of quickly started to realize what I liked and didn't like. And so mm -hmm. kind of insurance accounting has never, ever been something that has, you know, lit me up. Mm -hmm. um, but working, you know, in smaller businesses and really getting my hands dirty with things did, but I would get really bored once I had cleaned it up. So I'd get in, clean it up and then just be kind of looking for what the next thing Something was, else, right. mm -hmm. um, which doesn't serve me or didn't serve me very well, kind of on a resume basis. You know, we all know if you look at somebody's resume and they've had, yeah, they have all these, they're like, right. yeah. Um, but you know, but then being able to actually use that, um, you know, and, and transition into the kind of more dynamic world of um, accounting services means that I'm work, I'm doing something different every day. I'm working with different clients and getting them cleaned up. I've got a team of people that then can help them keep it, you know, clean and, and managed and, and what we call kind of the maintenance program. 
Okay. Um, but that, that road was really interesting to look back and understand that something that wouldn't work really well in traditional employment worked really, really well in more of an entrepreneurship model. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everything that you said sounds very entrepreneurial. And I guess you mentioned your team and I know, you know, you started almost 15 years ago. So what is your team looking like now? Because I just saw, I think I saw an ad in the paper, Jania, I think it's working with you. So can you talk about how that has grown and the transition and services that you guys now offer? Sure. Um, So this, yeah, it, 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 fundamentally accounting and bookkeeping, I don't want to say will never change, but it, I mean, math is math, right? Like the, right. the foundations of this um, won't transition hugely. However, some of the technologies around it have changed the, you know, different approaches, different industries, mm-hmm. specializations have changed. Um, but my team, I'm really excited, actually, we, um, this sounds sort of funny coming from the oldest person on the team. Um, I think I'm the oldest person on the team. I might have to check that. But we really, the last few years, um, started hiring younger people. Um, and they just bring a totally different energy, um, you know, a different way of thinking about things, which I think really um, helps us stay current. But really, really, I'm finding the clients are, are really plugging in with that energy as well. So um, we are currently a team of eight. And um, it's a nice stable size, I think. I don't, I yeah. don't necessarily want to be you know, so big that I don't actually know who's working with us, but, um, but yeah, hey, you never know. You never know. I, that's not, that's not for me, but I, you know, what, what it does mean though, is that as business owners work with us is that they, they'll know who they're working with because we are right. a small team. Um, but we've really been trying to work, you know, in such a way that there's not ever going to be um, a gap. So if someone, you know, we've actually on the team, we've just had, um, um, a few of us lose parents, which is right. an awful way, you know, to have to step away from work. But it did mean that the team, you know, nothing fell apart. Everything keeps rolling because there's other people that are really willing can, and able yeah. to step in and really help help the wheel keep spinning. And it's nice to know that you have someone that has your back like that, right? So when you can't need to take time, you can. Yep. And that's something so, most of our business owners struggle with when you're small, right? Like yes. Take a, a sick day or you know, maternity leave or yep. just a vacation, it really becomes kind of the impossible dream. And so that is the benefit sometimes of, of having a bit of expansion so that you have some coverage and, and some physical and mental space to be able to step away from time to time. Definitely. Um, and when I think about our stakeholders, who are your clients as yeah. well, yeah. the small businesses, I mean, for them, like you mentioned earlier, accounting is like a different language. And it's it's hard for them to wrap their minds around it and what comes for you so easily. And so we always say, you know, understand what you know and understand what you don't know. And then you just put someone in place to handle the things that you don't know. Absolutely. What's your opinion of that? Because a lot of times it's like, you know, you're trying to start this business, you're watching your coins, you know, you're scrubbing two nickels and dimes together yep. to try and make it work. And so a lot of times, unfortunately, um, our small businesses don't hire that support. They don't hire for the, the things that they need in terms of accounting. Yep. So how do you handle that? Or how do you advise clients who are like, I don't know how I can afford this? It's it, it, not every, I mean, it's not, it's, what we always come back to is capacity and capability. So mm-hmm. if, you know, if a business owner is finding themselves really busy doing the things that generates the revenue, that generates the money, mm-hmm. don't get distracted by 
these other things. You know, there's, I, I always use the example, um, you know, when I was a, a, a smaller company that I was the chief toilet paper officer, you know, that was my job. Um, you know, and there came a point where I realized how much I could earn for our company versus how much it would cost the company for me to go and, and buy the toilet paper. So right. it is sometimes really understanding what you're giving up by doing those things yourself. Um, yeah. You know, it, accounting is a cost. There's there's no doubt about it. But I think, and I, I would also argue marketing in the same way, it's actually an investment. So while it is mm. money out, um, it should, in theory, also result back in value to your business in some way, shape, or form. Mm. So either it's giving you information um, for you to make some different decisions around what's working, what's not working, or the person who's working with you is actually offering that as advice as well. And that's that's really the hope for us is for us to be able to partner with business owners um, so that we're not just giving them financial statements, which right. many of them are like, what is this? What is it? What is this? <laughs> I don't, who cares? Okay, great. It's done. Um, you know, but what does it mean? That's really yeah. the, the, the crux of why you have people doing your books and doing your accounting is the, the information is supposed to be the, the, the value, the data, um, that allows you to better manage your business and hopefully make more money. So it should pay for itself in, in that way. And I, I mean, as a testament to you, your organization definitely helped one of our clients who had been struggling for years and years. And um, the argument was, I never have enough money that I can cover the cost of an accountant. And you guys arrange something with them to support them so that they could get where they need to be so that they could afford to. It was like built into um, the operational cost. Yeah. And so it, it was just amazing the transformation between this person who we had supported and had struggled for years. And within a matter of, I want to say within a year's time, it was like if the business righted itself. You know, it's funny because sometimes it's like exercise where it's like you you put it on, you know, you need to do it, but you put it yeah. off and then it becomes bigger than it needs to be. And, you know, there's all these things. And then often, you know, once you just go and do it, you're like, I can't believe I wait, I waited so long to, why? to do this. I feel so yeah. much better. And so, you know, it is interesting often um, what we find with business owners is this, this sounds sort of cheesy, but I'm, I'm known for being cheesy. So I'm like, hey. <laughs> You know, the peace of mind, like that's honestly what we are selling most of the time is the ability yeah. for business owners to say, okay, um, I know this is being handled. Now that does, I've said this for years too, that does not mean you're taking your hand off the steering wheel, right? Um, that you need to be fully engaged and, you know, partnering with whoever's working with you on your accounting. Um, but you should have some peace of mind on that piece that it is being well handled, that you're getting information that you need on a timely basis. Mm -hmm. that you can really focus on your business. I mean, Jamila, we talked about this before, but the, the name of the radio show, Mind Your, Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business. I love it. Like, I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's what I wanted to name Abacus before I named it Abacus because that really was the idea is that if we've got, you know, one of our quotes on our website is we've got your backs because we've got your books. Yeah. An idea is that, you know, this allows the business owner to then really put the energy where the energy needs to be, which is on, their business success and not, yeah. you know, doing things that maybe aren't in their, their total zone of genius. Yeah. I mean, and it makes perfect sense, right? It's like, you didn't, 
you're not doing this business or you're not a plumber because you know how um, to figure out your your books. You're a plumber because you're good at plumbing. You know what you need to do to do that. And the same, like you said yourself, you, you're you good at numbers. That's the language you speak. It's easy for you. I outsource my IT. I outsource my marketing. <laughs> I, you know, I've got people on my team doing other things because, yeah. you know, there, so, there is the could versus should argument, right? I could yes. do it. But yes, exactly. IT. It's like I could do it, but should I? <laughs> so, can you talk a little bit about your the service offering? So, yes, you do books, but what else? Because I feel like you guys have expanded what you are able to to provide to to business owners now. Yeah. So, um, our main services are still bookkeeping, accounting, and training, and those are quite broad um, services. So, bookkeeping is everything from you know, recording deposits through um, bank reconciliation. There's lots of pieces in between. Um, accounting is then kind of the transformation of that data into financial um, statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, training is training. We do a lot of QuickBooks training. So our specialties, um, what we're really known for are providing outsourced payroll services. We've worked really hard to get to know um, kind of employment legislation in and out and make sure that, that employers are doing the right thing um, and that they're doing the right thing for their business as well as their employees. So, you know, really making sure they're in compliance, but that they're not paying too much um, right. as well. Um, and we've um, more recently been putting a lot of energy kind of on our advisory programs um, where we really do deep dives with business owners on identifying what they want to do with their business and how to get there. I mean, to me, that's a reflection, like you said, of the growth of the organization, even in your new your hiring practices and how you're recognizing that business changes. Yep. I mean, for goodness sake, we all had to do a 180 or 360 in some cases when the pandemic hit, right? Yes. And so you're like, okay, what do I need to do different now as a provider of services to businesses to ensure that they are still getting like top tier service and that sort of thing? Yep. So. Um, I think, yeah, your expansion of services is definitely a reflection of what's needed now. Businesses need that kind of support, you know? So one of the things that I wanted you to help define or help to clarify, if you will, so accounting, right? This thing, accounting, this this, um, industry or or, or whatever you want to call it. What is comprised of that? Because you mentioned bookkeeping, right? Um, I think about like forecasting and all this thing. So when you say accounting, what is included in that? You're you're hired. Like you've already. (laughs) (laughs) It it is. It's um. So when I think of accounting, I think of um everything that's involved to get all the way to a financial statement. Um. So that's just the way my brain works. But if you were to you know um speak to somebody you know, often we'll get a small business that'll call and say, I need an accountant. And I'll say, well, do you? Or they'll say, well, I need an audit. And I was like, well, do you? Because there's a lot of, you know, going back to the whole idea of the language. So bookkeeping, just to kind of, I guess, go back over exactly what I just said, bookkeeping really is the transactional entry of your data. So you're recording your your sales and your deposits and the, you know, the money that you've got coming in and you're recording the money that you've got going out and, and, you know, all of the data points um, that need to be recorded. The accounting technically then is transforming that into information. That is literally the first line of an accounting textbook is accounting is making information useful. You know, so to go back to the point about us sending out financial statements, if 
the person receiving them does not understand them, then we have not really done a good job. Um, you know, so, you know, cash is up. Great. Well, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. Great that we've got more money, but why do we have more money? Did we sell right. more things? Did we save on something? Did we not purchase a truck? Did we, you know, did we not pay a bill? Like sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, did we miss something? Like there's, there, there's so many things around that one data point that could be. So it's really then being able to um, present information to the person you're, you're working with. And that often is interesting because we'll, we'll often sit in between um, the client and the bank or the client and a potential investor or, you know, if they're looking to sell their business, like what those things look like. And so it's being able to present that information so that it's useful to both of those parties. Because often yeah. the management information that a business owner needs is way more in depth and we need to slice and dice it a bunch of different ways. Whereas what the bank needs is a fairly standard template of financial information at a summary level. So it's, I really love accounting. You can tell. Um, I, so I know, but I'm glad you do. And, and it's helping us to understand because people don't, right? They think about- I just get too excited about financial statements. Yeah, they, they don't understand the differences and the nuances. And I love how you're explaining that it's helping the business owner to understand the data. Yeah. Like if if you're if you don't do that, then yeah. you haven't done your job, right? Because right. and we always yeah. want to be technically accurate. You know that that's really important. Is is you know you, you hear people talking about cook the books all the time. There's nothing that makes me want to scratch my face off more than you know the words cooking the books or fudging or you know. <laughs> but there are ways that you can present things that are still technically correct. They just present them in a less intimidating way so I, right. I, you know, I can't remember if I've talked we've talked about this before but I have a client um that in her um financial statements instead of just naming her bank account bank account she named it the bank of financial abundance and I was like, <laughs> like you know that's not wrong the number's still the number but it gave her joy every time she it made her feel good yeah financial statement. great let's run with it let's do it <laughs> I love that. What they say when you, you um, speak it into existence, that's what you're doing. Right. You're actualizing, you're, you're making right. it happen, manifesting. That's what Manifest they say. <laughs> so um, when you talk about financial statements, what, what do those entail? That's a great question. So your financial statements, there's, um, there are many, but the two main ones, actually, I'll, I'll throw the third, the cash flow, because it's my favorite financial statement. Okay. Um, so there's the balance sheet. Um, which is a snapshot at a point in time of what you own and what you owe. So what you own are your assets. It's your bank account. It's the money that people owe you. It's inventory you own. It's, um, you know, the truck that you bought. It's anything that is of value that you own in your business. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody understands when I say what you owe, because most of us get that as a a We know that, right. (laughs) Right? So it's, it's the vendors that you owe money to. It's the bank loan. Um, it's the uh, payroll liabilities for your payroll tax that you've been withholding from your staff that you need to pay on. So there's these things that you will owe. Um, and it really gives you the sense of the value of your business, the equity of your business, which is the difference between those two things. And hopefully you owe more than you own because otherwise you're in trouble. And we never <laughs> like to see that as a, um, that's a problem. Um, so that's your balance sheet in, in its simplest form. And then it's, it's sort of sister statement is the income statement or the profit and loss statement. Um, those mm-hmm. are the same thing. And that really is then the picture of how your business is doing from a revenue and expense um, standpoint. So what have you earned? 
whether you collected it or not, what did you earn right. and what did you incur, whether you paid it or not, um, so that you really can get a sense of how your business is doing. Because many businesses operate on a cash basis, mm-hmm. um, which is really helpful as far as what's left in the bank, but it doesn't really give you a good picture of what you what is unpaid or what is uncollected. And so really having a proper financial statement that shows you both of those things is hugely important. And then the the if you do those statements on... Um, what we call the accrual basis. So as it's earned or incurred, not paid, then the cash flow statement becomes a really important um, statement because that really tells you where your money has gone. So I'll say that, you know, people will say to me all the time, well, I have a profitable profitable business, but I have no money in the bank. How is that possible? And that statement really tells you that you, you know, made your your business made $100,000 last year, but you didn't collect $60,000 of it from your customers. So there you go. Right. right? Like there's a problem or you bought a truck and that's where some of that money went and some of these Mm -hmm. other things. And so really being able to pull the the pieces apart and say, you know, where is your money going? Mm -hmm. That is an Mm -hmm. important question to be able to answer. And I think it's important for businesses to understand because, you know, people are looking at the sales and how much money they make, but then you're not taking into consideration how much money you have to spend to make that money. That's what's left over. All of it. All of it. You know, like, you know, um, there's a a bakery um, that I am uh, cheerleading on. Uh, Family member is an amazing baker. Yeah. You know, and knows her price points. But at the same time, I'm, you know, sometimes we were like, okay, you bought the most expensive sprinkles to put on that. You know, how did that? Because they love, they're so passionate. And they're like, I only want the best. And it's like, okay. (laughs) But, but the person eating it, can they taste that you bought the most expensive sprinkles? Or did they say, I want the, like, all of this stuff needs to be topped here and I'm going to pay the premium for it, right? Right. You're exactly right. right. Like sometimes we wrap things up for clients and they don't even know we've done it. You know, and so that's, that's a nice give, but doesn't really help if nobody knows it happened. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, people are willing to pay the extra, but you have to tell them it's extra. And so, you know, those are the sorts of really important pieces that can make the difference between, um, you know, working smart and working hard, which I know yeah. we're all a fan of, of hopefully the first, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we all strive to that. It's like work work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, and, and what does that look like? But I think some of the things that you brought up are are very important, especially for like businesses that are starting out. They, you know, a lot of times it's the passion. They love what they do. They want it to be the best. Yeah. But then when you sit down and break down the cost of actually delivering on that product or service, yeah. then you have to say to yourself, well, how, if I want to continue to do this, how can it still, how can I do it and be profitable, right? right? Um, especially because, in know, Bermuda. The other thing that we do as, as business owners is nobody, you know, we don't ever want to price gouge. Like, so, yeah. you know, I think that's what I see the most. And, and I struggle with it. I've struggled with it for 15 years is how, you know, I'm, I am in this to make money. Yes. I'm in this to help yeah. people, but at the end of the day, this is my retirement plan. This is how I'm. Okay. And so it is that balance between making sure we're passing everything along the way we need to and yeah. still being able to work with the people we want to work with. And it is challenging. And, and, you know, I think I for certain, everything is going up. Yeah, everything. So this, isn't, this is not getting easier. Um, and it is, 
it is challenging to then say, okay, can I pass this along reasonably? Yeah. Um, you know, and making sure you're aware when things are going up. The price of fuel's gone up, which means the price of importing everything's going up. Yeah. Have, have you looked at what your prices are recently to really, you know, know if you're still making the money, if you're still making money, period, or still mm -hmm. making, you know, enough money to justify the amount of work you're putting into it? Because every business owner I know is is busting home. They are, they are. And I, I think it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times we work with business owners and they want to start a business and especially younger ones, they, they say, um, okay, I'm going to have the lowest price, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe you should figure out what it's going to cost you to deliver that first before you determine what that price is, yeah. because maybe you can't have the lowest price, yeah. right? Yeah. And maybe now you understand why when you go buy it from that other person, they have to charge you what they have to charge you yeah. because there's this cost that's associated with them actually delivering it. So yeah. I think people are slowly getting it, especially, you know, you have no choice in Bermuda. Everything's important. Yeah. You can do yeah. besides labor. Yeah. Well, nope, that's important too. It can be. It <laughs> it's can okay. Be. <laughs> it can be and you know and if and again you know just going back to the whole idea of, of ethical business ownership yeah is, you know if you're gonna this gets tricky but you know as far as paying people a living wage you know at, at what point do we say okay I need I need to make sure and I've, I've had this as a philosophy for a long time I, I don't want I don't want a lot of turnover so I want to make sure I'm paying people enough that they're not constantly looking for something else, right? That they're happy to work for me, that it works for them monetarily, that that's really important for us. Um, but that does mean our prices are a little higher because I'm yeah. committed to having Bermudian um, employees. You know, yeah. I will, I'll disclose that I've got two people who are offshore for a couple of reasons, but my commitment is, is to continue to have our team on island. And that's a very right. different business model to what some of the other firms are doing um, mm -hmm. and, and no diss it's just a different model yeah but it does mean that our prices are going to be different because I'm not exporting all of our labor elsewhere and so it is that's right you know I think as consumers as well it's important to to keep some of those things in mind as we're complaining about how high prices are listen right? I, I yeah, you know, I think when you when you shift from being a consumer to supporting businesses and you you get it. So you understand right. and you're like, I, I get it. In some instances, it's like, no, they don't have to do that. Yes. But in others, it's completely valid. If there is completely the understandable. Yeah. Right? Is that they yep. whatever they're charging, I don't have to buy it. Like I don't That's have right. to, to participate in this. Um, and so I'm going to make my decisions, but I do, I appreciate those people who are able to, to also get a little more of the context around where some of the price points are coming mm -hmm. from. Um, and, and again, everybody's got different situations, but where you are able to do, you know, do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to ask you because you advise people on a, a, a regular basis about how they look at their business, how to cut, if they need to cut, how to, um, sell more of something if it shows that that's what's selling how do you assess your own business like what does that look like <laughs> oh you asked a good question um <laughs> so what I will say is I'm lucky 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 and smart I am both um where I've put um two of my top team members in place as kind of directors to help me with that because it is really, really challenging often to look at mm -hmm. your business with any sort of impartiality. You're way yeah. too close. 
Um, you know your clients, you love your clients, you know your team, you love your team. It's hard often to make um, what sometimes can be tough decisions mm-hmm. um, or not even necessarily tough decisions, but smart decisions to take enough step of a step back to say, okay, what, what could we do differently? It doesn't necessarily mean I have to cut people or costs or whatever. What right, we right. Need to make this have a different outcome. And by having having some of my other team members in place um, to, to do some of the stuff, you know, the books, like I don't actually do our books anymore. It's awesome. Um, that was a big step to be able to hand that off. Yeah, to I would say to, to let go of that control, right? You built this deal. business and now. But okay. it gives me the space to be able to, to see things differently. So when I was very heavy in the, again, deep, deep, deep in client work and working, you know, 12, 13 hours a day, and then trying to do all of the stuff, the, the toilet paper and the other yes. thing in the business, um, you have no space to actually, you know, kind of. Um, see where you're going and you know there's a really interesting image and I'm going to try and recreate it because I know we're on radio Um, but there's you know a guy in the forest and he's just hacking and hacking and hacking and hacking and he's slowly making his way through this forest and he's exhausted and he's sweaty um, and he's clearly been working really hard and at some point he like climbs up the tree and he looks up and he's going totally in the wrong direction and so all of that work yeah you know was really ineffective and so I think Sometimes if we we take those breaks, we we make those pit stops, we pick our head up and are able to look around. Mm. Um, it really, really helps to understand, you know, what's working and what's mm. not, and then make some some decisions. That's um, a great and, analogy. And often those decisions can be exciting. Like they, again, yeah. they don't necessarily have to be I'm cutting something. Right. Um, you know, I'm always somebody, I'm the glass all half the way full person, not even halfway full, it's all the way full. <laughs> You know, but what are the opportunities? What else is there? Or, you know, right. what do you stop doing? Like, because sometimes we, we, we're beavering on the little two cent, you know, pieces. Yep. The dollar stuff is sitting right there waiting in line. And we're like, we're so busy over here. So often it's just really taking that breath. Um, and I will say to anybody listening, when somebody told me to take that breath 10 years ago, and I was deep, deep, deep in it, yeah, I even have space to take the breath. I really do get it. But when you can find just a couple minutes here and there to really slow down and, and assess, it can make the world of difference in what you're doing. Really That's sage advice <laughs> from someone who's been there, done that, yeah. and, and knows exactly yeah. what she's talking about. So when you mentioned trainings and things like that, do you have any kind of webinars or sessions coming up that you want to share? Yeah, we love our, we, we do love our offerings and, and uh, Zoom has, has, absolutely transformed how people can, can yep. get information and access, which has been fantastic. So we just completed um, a couple weeks ago, our foundation course in QuickBooks, okay. um, part of our training series that was really successful. And we'll be um, offering what we call our next steps course in the next few months. Um, okay. So we really encourage people to follow Abacus on Facebook, Twitter, um, and LinkedIn for info on upcoming offers. Because um, what happens with those is we know we want to do them and then it takes a little while to to pick a date in terms of yes. availability. Trust, we, we know all about we that. We know how this works. So <laughs> we just, you know, we really encourage, we do try to give at least three weeks to a month's notice as far as when they're coming, but um, definitely yeah. follow us on, on social media um, or um, reach out uh, info at abacus.bm if you prefer to be on a mailing list. We don't, we don't, we really try not to spam people um, with emails, um, but really if we, if we're going to be sending out a correspondence or um you know, it's either going to be an announcement of something that's upcoming or a change in something that's happened legislatively 
right send out one on the new payroll tax rate so you know we're really trying to make sure our our, our um, people have good information on a timely basis and I will say that I mean what you guys are doing is very helpful like helping people understand the what's required with payroll tax that's always people yeah. always get that wrong so these types of um, learnings and educational opportunities are great and so we share it you know once you let us know that you're having it we share it to our stakeholders because we can't do everything so we need help and and definitely you guys as experts um, we would defer to you in, in any day so <laughs> I think we have a good partnership with EDC. Yes, I, I would agree. I would agree. Well, guess what? That's been 30 minutes. <laughs> um, but I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Um, I love the way you talk about accounting. I love the way you break it down. It makes sense when you say it. Um, now, when you leave, when we leave, I can't tell you what's going <laughs> to happen, but... <laughs> Um, I am glad that you are here for our small businesses. I know personally from personal experience that you have transformed um, so many businesses. We enjoy working with you. We enjoy supporting you. Um, and I just want to say continue. I wish you continued success. Mila, thank you so much. And again, thanks to everything that BDC does. It's, it's usually one of the first things when people approach us as a new business is the first question I ask is, have you reached out to the BDC? Because you guys have an amazing library training tools, group of people, just amazing resources for, for those of us who are trying to do our thing. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you again, Megan. And um, I guess we'll we'll talk the next time or we'll circulate next time your, your course offering is available. We'll definitely let our stakeholders know. All right, Jamila, thank you so right. much. Thank you for joining me on Mind Your Business because if you don't, who, who will? will? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks for tuning in to Mind Your Business with me, your host, Jamila Lodge. Tune in next week, Thursday at 4 p.m. Because if you don't mind your business, who will? Mind Your Business is brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda Business starts here.